You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. We tell ourselves that we are the walking dead. This is a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash PoppyChuloRadio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Gifts from the Gods, the unofficial American Gods podcast, a poppychuloradio.com and iTunes exclusive Poppy Chulo Radio pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, May 15th, 2017, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Stars's American Gods. Please welcome my co-host, Priscilla Rocha. Hey guys, got a lot to talk about today. Prince Rico Suave. What's poppin', what's poppin', what's poppin', people? Whole lot of poppin'. Derek Anthony. I have food, I have roof. What more do I need? A couch. And Courtney Grant. I'm not as clever, I'm just gonna say hey. Hey guys. <laughs> You took my role from last episode. Oh, did you? <laughs> it is very hard being last, especially amongst it the talented is. group. Yeah. Um, so such as yourselves. Yes. So let's jump into a recap of Season 1, Episode 3, which was titled Head Full of Snow and aired May 14th, 2017. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Somewhere in America, a Muslim woman is visited by a man named Mr. Jackal, who tells her she has died and must come with him. Arriving at a desert, he rips her heart and weighs it with a feather in order to know if she was a good or bad person. She is declared a good person and enters the Duat. Back in Chicago, Shadow dreams with one of the Zoraya sisters. She kisses him 
and gives him a silver coin. Waking up, Shadow convinces Chernabog to play again with the same terms. Shadow wins, although Chernabog states that once they go to Wisconsin, he'll hit him with the hammer. In New York City, an Omani businessman named Salim talks with a taxi driver who is revealed to be an Ifrit. Arriving at his hotel, he and the Ifrit have sex. The next morning, the Ifrit leaves, leaving his taxi license to Salim. Back with Shadow, he is told by Wednesday that he needs to think of snow. After doing it, he is shocked to find it snowing outside. Shadow is then confronted by Mad Sweeney, who just survived an accident in which the driver was killed, who demands that he returns the coin he mistakenly gave him. Shadow shrugs him off after telling him he threw it on Laura's grave. They then scam money from bank customers using a closed ATM. Mad Sweeney exhumes Laura's coffin, finding her and the coin gone. Shadow arrives at his hotel room, finding Laura waiting for him. Hi, puppy. All right, let's get into it, everybody. I want to get everyone's initial to, initial reaction to the episode, and I have a feeling my psychic senses, like um, Shadow Moon, I'm, I'm thinking of snow, and I'm thinking of other stuff, and uh, I feel like the person who's bursting at the seams to say anything about this episode is Derek Anthony. I loved everything on this episode. Everything. Every it's so good. Every inch of it. I it's so good I watched it thrice. Um wow, this might this might be my favorite show of 2017. And I mean in a world where we get another season of Queen Sugar where we have Legion, uh, with Kimmy Schmidt's coming out. Iron Fist. Gum. Uh, yeah, Iron Fist. <laughs> um, <laughs> since eight, I mean, it takes a lot to get to the front of the pack, but this show may do that. Oh my God. All right. Let's see if you can follow that, Priscilla. I, I have nothing more to say besides, like, that this was a great episode. Holy shit. Like, when we get to grading this, you're not going to be surprised by what my grade is. It's just, mm. this was epic. I loved it. I loved it better than the pilot, actually. Mm, hashtag epic. What about you, Courtney? This episode is amazing. It was for sure by far my... Um, favorite episode, but I feel like they kind of knew what they were doing and they needed to do something like that. Even though they kind of didn't... I mean, they kind of still haven't like told you anything about anyone or what's going on, but it still was so captivating, and it was really, really well done. And the beginning scene, by far, was just like my favorite. I... Like for the like the whole time I was watching it, and when like the when the stool was like rocking back and forth, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh my gosh, 
she's gonna fall. She's gonna fall. And then when you don't see her fall, I was like, oh, well, that was all right. That's cool. And then you just kind of like still fall through and then you realize that she's dead and I was just so heartbroken. And then she's like talking about how her how her like kids and their her nieces and all of the grandkids aren't gonna even bother taste her food. I was just kind of like she doesn't even care that she's dead. She's just mad that someone's gonna see her lying here and that no one's gonna taste her food. That's that's really sad and sweet. So it was it was amazing. I loved it. Well, Courtney just went through the entire episode. So that's all, folks. No, you're kidding. <laughs> no! <laughs> Prince, what about you? Normally, you guys will hear me say filler. I found a new word for this. It's not a filler episode. It's an introduction episode. But I will say, oh, by far, gosh. the best introduction episode. <sighs> oh? It is an introduction episode. But by far, this is... I would have to say be the best best one so far. I feel like I got a better grasp on who the characters were. And I understood the newer characters a little bit better. Like, I kind of feel like the introduction of the older gods isn't as clear. But I'm getting a little bit used to it. Question mark? Okay, that was a weird way to end. Were you done? (laughs) No, no. Uh, But like I said, I will say it was um, a better episode. Like I said, this, like I said, I usually give it three episodes. This episode kept me intrigued to see how this um, plays out. Oh, right now. Okay. I guess it kept me, you know, this this episode was the keeper. Okay. Derek is not approving of uh, your terminology for shows, but uh, I, guess... I said oh. nothing. But the side said... everything. I, I know. I heard that. I heard that little sigh. I mean, but... I honestly get it, though. I get what you're. I get what you're saying because it didn't. I mean, it really didn't. It didn't explain anything. In my opinion, it didn't explain anything. It's just kind of like still going out through the story. And you're just kind of following it. And that's, I mean, it's fine. I don't mind it. I know I have, like, how many episodes to watch. So it better not do it the whole, the last season, the last episode can't be like, now you know everything. Like, I'm going to be so mad. And now Courtney's being Switzerland. (laughs) Courtney explained it exactly how I feel. Like, I still don't know what the fuck's going on. Nothing. These characters are nice. So, like, I could pick a favorite character, but I don't know what their story is. I suspect that the whole first season is just going to be about introducing people. And I'm going to have to punch the producers in the fucking face. Yeah, I won't like that at all. If it's just going to be introducing a bunch of random characters, like, that's really cool and all, but you still have to have... You got to have something. You got to give me something. I, I will say, I do I do disagree with that. I feel like it, it's all going to lead up to them meeting up. Remember, he keeps telling, again, Leprechaun that they're going to meet at this place. So I think once they meet at this place, the introductions will be done. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I agree. Well, I enjoyed the episode as well. I thought it was a really strong episode. I loved uh, both Somewhere in America scenes the vignettes were really nice i liked the (laughs) i liked 
the stuff with Shadow was like really interesting because Shadow is basically us, the audience. Like he has no idea what the hell is going on, and and we, unless you have read the book or have researched the book, we have no idea what the hell is going on. So it's great to see the show through his eyes and um, him sort of struggling with reality and fantasy and belief and faith and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I thought it was a fun episode. I agree that we're sort of just along for the ride right now and um so far it's like a road trip but like a fun road trip with like a grumpy con artist and uh an ex-con that's trying to figure out the world and i'm here for it so before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of american gods here's our announcer with you with a few reminders on how you can interact with us like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash gifts from the gods. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting GoFundMe dot com slash poppy chula radio are you interested in joining the poppy chula radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor email talent at poppy radio.com binge listen to your favorite poppy chula radio programs by visiting poppy radio.com slash archives you can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through itunes just search for gifts from the gods and subscribe Thanks, announcer. So let's get into it, because we start off somewhere in America, and uh, we meet a woman who's standing on a stool in her New York City apartment, trying to reach something on the top shelf. She's cooking for her grandchildren, each one as smart as a table, and her hairless cat uh, is observing what's going on in the background. There's a knock on the door, she answers the door, and uh, she sees Mr. Jackal standing there. And uh, he basically informs her that she is dead, she died, and that she must come with him. And she doesn't believe him at first, Uh, she thinks that he's going to rob her, which she's fine with. She's like, go rob over there, just leave me to my cooking. And um, soon she sees that her own body is on the floor. So when the the little stool was wobbling, apparently uh, as she, I guess, grabbed the jar, she must have fallen back because the jar is broken beside her. And uh, he reassures her that her family will miss her and that her son will name his first daughter after her. And she asks a bullshit middle name and he goes, a bullshit middle name. And, um, yeah, and so she's confused because she's like, I'm Muslim, and why are you here? And she realizes this is Anubis, and that he's here to collect her. And um, he reminds her that when she was a child, she had heard the stories of the old Egyptian gods, and she loved those stories, and uh, he thanks her for believing in him. And so he says, it's time. And um, they climb up the fire escape, 
into the sky while her cat follows and uh, they end up being transported into this beautiful celestial desert and uh, she says she's like this is in queens and <laughs> which was fantastic and um they sit down and uh, anubis ends up starting to do his work so uh, he has a scale and he places down a feather on one side and it's weird because it's so windy but the feather doesn't move which was i thought that was really interesting and um ends up ripping her heart from her chest to weigh it against the feather and uh, she quips i was using that and um she starts confessing some of her sins because he explains, you know, this is how we're going to figure out where you're going. And she's like, well, um, I, I, I was mean to like the first boy that liked me. I stole a doll and this, that, or the other. But um, she, the, um, the scale is balanced. He says that uh, you did more good than bad and you've earned your keep. And so he leads her to five doorways in the sand, each leading her to a different area of the Duat, which is the Egyptian realm of the dead. And um, he tells her to choose a door, much like on uh, Let's Make a Deal. And uh, she's like, you know, you seem like a good man. You know, can you choose for me? And she also asks, you know, where which one of these will lead to my father because he beat me and I do not want to see what uh, his afterlife will look like. And so he ends up choosing a door for her and she heads on to the, um, the, the doorway and she's about to enter, but she turns around and she's like, are you sure that I'm supposed to be going with you? Because, uh, you know, if, if you worship the wrong God and this, that, the other, but before she can say anything else, her cat, um, pushes her through the door and with that she is gone so let's talk about somewhere in america and uh, courtney courtney had a lot of feels about it so we'll go first with courtney oh yeah uh um it was really 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 well shot i love the beginning scene I love how they like transitioned from the apartment that they just walked out. I mean, they didn't walk, they went out the window through upstairs and they just kind of like were in the desert that was beautiful and so well done. And I love how they added like the witty humor to uh, the passing of like herself. Like she did it herself. Like it wasn't even like someone else was doing it. She's like, oh, I'll just be funny about this. And I love that it wasn't, I, it wasn't even her cat. I don't feel her little cat was like living her life. Um, living she, her life. she was. And then it was the naked cat, which is even cooler because those are more like the Egyptian kind of cats. I feel they're amazing. And I want one. Um, but they did a really good job. They just kind of like had, oh, it was so good. It's so well done. I like it a lot. And I love that she called him a robber. I was like, get out of my face right now. No, the best line was like, the black people live upstairs. The black people live upstairs. Are going to rob me? The TV's in the room. <laughs> she was just really funny, but it just seemed like she had 
it, it, in her humor, it was like, it, she was just like, I've had like enough of everything. I'm done. Like whatever you're going to do, do it. I don't care. It's like, she was like living like a hard life, but at the same time, she was still able to kind of like do her, do her like motherly duty in a sense, because she was, you know, that's what she was proud of. And she's just like, I've, uh, this is what I've done for such and such years. And she was just really, you know, all about it. I, that was, it was really good. I like teared up. I thought that was pretty amazing. It would not be a Brian Fuller show without like a mention of death and like how like it, it's portrayed and how, how, how people pass on. Like you had it with pushing daisies. You had it with dead like me and you're having it here. Yeah. Like it's, it, but it was so, you're right. It was so pretty. Like mm-hmm. as soon as I saw that naked cat, I was like that. This is Egyptian. Did you die? die. It's like, ah, <laughs> I totally thought that pushed her down, <laughs> pushed her down like, the thing, like the first time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was oh, like, that cat looks mean. It was like her familiar. It was like watching over her. But at the same time, it couldn't help her. It could just like comfort her through her life, I felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I really liked the guy that, that played. And it, it was Anubis, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I liked him. Like, he, he looked imposing, but still friendly. But still mm-hmm. like the judge. Like, he... he he did all of like he balanced all of that really well. He did. Man, and when the, the, the stairs, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, "Fuck stairs!" I I, I was yeah, no, the them, stairs like, kind of pissed me off. Up and up and up. I was like, "Oh my god, you're, just, yeah, you're no, gonna die for like a off. second time." <laughs> I would have been like, "Dude, like you came to my door. Like we can't go out the door." <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you can't. We can't go up an escalator or not. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, if we're going out the window, are you sure you don't want my TV? (laughs) (laughs) Stairway to heaven. Right. I was kind of sad about like, I was like, oh man, what if she picked the wrong door? Like, that's all I could think about when I saw the the five or. But it's all it's all happy afterlifes. I guess it's just different yeah. forms yeah. of happiness in a sense. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Well, she's got she's got a four out of five chance of getting like a place that she wants to go to. Like she the she just doesn't want to go to the one where her father is, so nah, bump I, that. That was some that was some Sabrina the teenage witch shit. I'm like, did oh someone just gosh. shave Salem and let him knock me into this door? <laughs> <laughs> Though the best part was when the cat pushed her in. And I'm like that's like a Sabrina, that was Sabrina to me. I'm like that's like Salem knocking her into the closet. Like, bro, you just knocking people into doorways. And how's that cat strong enough to knock someone into the doorway? I didn't trip. She didn't even walk. He just like oh, it's a spiritual cat. I was gonna say the same thing. Yes, Derek, <laughs> you've been conspicuously quiet. Uh, what are your thoughts on somewhere in America? Um. I love the someone somewhere in America vignettes, and this one especially. Um, yeah, slightly racist, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay <laughs> with a little slightly racist because you know it's New York, and I live here, so 
right. She don't know. Um, she, don't, she don't know no better. She was just telling him there's black people upstairs. There's black people coming over for dinner. Uh, I didn't invite you, sir. I don't eat with black people at my house. My people are Muslim. Okay, that's not what I got from that. <laughs> the Prince Rico Suave that's, subtitles. That's kind of what she said, though. Like, I, t- I totally took it that, like... She it, knew everyone I, like, that was coming over. No, that just, like, you're not the right race. Like, I, I, like I, I'm not related to any black people. The black family is upstairs. Like, go go hang out with them. See, like, that's, that's how I, I saw it. I didn't... I didn't see it as racist. I just saw it as just kind of like, you're not, like you're not my family. What are you doing mm-hmm. here? Mm-hmm. 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 She Would just you like a TV? It, it, <laughs> oh, yeah. My son says my my phone is also a camera. And that's no, a party. That's, yeah. but, no, that's a New York, that's a New York thing. Like if you're gonna rob me, clearly you're gonna go for my TV. That is true. If you see somebody running down the street with a TV in the box, they just rob somebody. Right. You know, you know something, they just rob somebody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I Anubis and I would have had a problem because I'm afraid of heights. So once we got to that whole well not being connected to the building thing, that's probably where I would have stopped. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> I'd be stuck in limbo. Hang out be here, stuck so. in limbo. I'm not going <laughs> How low can I you go? I guess the spirit doesn't need to eat, so you'll be all right right there, huh? Right, exactly. I will hang out right here. Maybe I will learn to fly. Um, but yeah, it it was. I am starting to become a little more familiar with Brian Fuller now, and he has some he has some definite tells to his shows, and I like them. It is very artistic. I like it. AKA hashtag penis gate. Well, well there's that. We're going to get to that later. Yes. That's almost the whole episode. Itself. Oh my god. Oh god. Honestly, no, for real. <laughs> well, before we get into that, just to wrap up this storyline, I thought it was pretty powerful, and um, I liked the introduction of another old god, and. Um, Sort of just echoing what everyone else said, uh, I thought it was a really great start to the episode. So moving into Shadow. Moving into the Shadow. So Shadow has his own experience with a fire escape because he's asleep on the couch and he feels a presence and uh, he sees someone ascend a fire escape. So Shadow follows because i guess that's what you do and um he uh, ends up finding up on the roof uh, one of the zoriah sisters the third sister the one that was asleep and she introduces herself as zoriah bolunochnaya and that's the only time i'm gonna say it <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for that Yes. And so she sort of explains a little bit, although Shadow, I don't think Shadow really is getting anything because like he's getting a lot of information, but because he's not a believer, I don't think he's really absorbing any of it because she explains that she 
um, is looking up into the stars, and she's like, do you see that uh, over there? And he's like, that constellation? She's like, yes, you know, it's uh, a demon that's chained up in the stars, and a demon comes down, then uh, the world will end. And so, uh, you know, we have to uh, basically make sure that he stays up there. And she explains that the three sisters basically have different shifts in which they uh, monitor the stars and if you listened to the previous podcast we gave sort of a breakdown of the Zoraya sisters uh and one of them is the morning star another one is the evening star and the one that's up there right now is the midnight star and um she ends up knowing a whole lot about shadow and she explains that uh he had something powerful in his possession, but he keeps on throwing it away. And uh, she asks him for a kiss in exchange for a trinket that will help him. And so they kiss, and she ends up... Because she'd never been kissed before. And so she basically steals the kiss, because he wasn't expecting it. And she describes the kiss as disgusting but also like good kind of like blue cheese which i'm like i don't know if that's (laughs) the best way to describe a kiss but why not and so what she does is she it appears as if she plucks the moon from the sky and it turns into a large silver dollar and she gives it to shadow and she tells him don't lose this don't give it away you've been given protection once you had the sun itself here's the moon it's the daughter not the father and uh, once he sees like the silver coin in his hand he wakes up and he's back inside of the Zariah's apartment on the couch and he looks outside and there's no fire escape but there is a silver dollar. And so, while Wednesday is flirting with Zoraya Verchernaya, wait, wait, no, Verchernaya, Shadow ends up challenging Chernabog to a second game of checkers. And Chernabog is like, why? If I'm, you know, same terms, but I'm already going to be bashing your head in. And so Shadow ends up, um, doing a little manipulation basically like yeah but you're like old and it was many years since you're bashing stuff over the head so come on like who's to say it's only going to take one time and if you hit me one time and you don't kill me then i'm gonna be brain damaged and i'm gonna be alive as proof that you can't kill anymore with the hammer so come on you know the our secret you'll get two swings to kill me and uh, same terms you know you have to accompany us if i beat you and so chernabog ends up agreeing and shadow does win because shadow sort of recognizes the pattern of how uh, chernabog won the in the first place and so he uses that to his advantage and chernabog agrees to accompany them to wisconsin And then he says, once they get there, he will kill Shadow with his hammer. And, uh, yeah. And as far as what's in Wisconsin, I don't know, besides cheeseheads, but we'll figure that out in a little bit. That's totally not the deal that, like, that was was agreed upon with the the second checkers game, wasn't it? It was not. 
So I wonder if that's like going to come back and bite him, bite someone in the ass. He's Ooh. just kind of like, I don't care. I'm still going to bash your head in. Yeah, so we'll pause right here before we go somewhere else in America. And let's break this down. Uh, the third Zoraya sister. Was it a dream? Was it real? And uh, Wednesday. Um, What's real? I know. No, but Wednesday and also in Zoraya's uh, flirt tacious uh banter in the rain and uh then the chernabog scene uh, with uh shadow who wants to go first i will like is it weird to say that like we get a lot of of like ba- barrier breaking this time around like we never get to see like a couple older than 40 ever like have a kiss at all. Oh, true. And like mm-hmm. we got to see that this episode. Which I thought yeah. was cool. Like and the flirtatiousness that went that Wednesday had with the Zoraya sister was like was cool. I I, I and I like how frank she was. She kinda reminded me of the Egyptian old lady in that um uh he Wednesday's like, You should have this, you should have a palace, you should have more and she's like, I'm I'm happy with what I have now. Like I'm I'm good with that. She she's she's very blunt in in all of her things, and I like that. But as much as I love Chloris, I think I like the 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 last Zoraya sister like the best. She's just she's blunt in a different way, like in an innocent way, mm-hmm. which it makes sense considering she's the virgin of the of the three the the, the maiden, the mother, and the crone. And that's why, like, she's really good at telling fortunes and reading stuff from within people. And I, f- I feel for um, Shadow. And now I realize, like, he did. He like that coin was magic. It did have like something to it. And it it kind of sucks now. Now I'm wondering what would have happened had he had he kept it. But now he's got the moon. And I wonder what that has, what, what that's gonna do for him. Shadow Moon. Ooh, I didn't even Ooh. make that connection. I just, oh. I liked that, and I liked her 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 description of of a first kiss because a first kiss is always like, it's never quite what you expect it, and it's like to someone who's who's never like like thought of things in that way like I I can see where it like it's like why would people do this this is disgusting but it was kind of fun okay like it's it's very much (laughs) like like a a second grader would describe she also said alcohol guys (laughs) well no (laughs) she said I forget it was like burgundy not burgundy burgundy is a color right bourbon she said um, bourbon I think or something like that yes it was I liked her. I, I I liked her, and I re I really liked this this moment. The checkers scene, like, eh, like it, it served a purpose. But what I was really here for was that midnight scene with with the plucking of the moon. It was very dreamy. Yeah, it was, it was very cool. Chernabog, uh, he needs a toenail clipper. Oh God, yes. I ain't that better than a <laughs> scrub. Oh, <my laughs> and a scrub. It was disgusting, but you know what? What can you expect with the kind of guy he is? I was like, yeah, live your life. (laughs) Thank God sister's not dating you. (laughs) 
Oh, that's too funny. Oh, gosh. Derek, what about you? Um, yeah, Chloris Leachman takes the cake for me. Um, was it a, is I it a big, beautiful cake like our president likes? Yes, with two scoops of vanilla ice cream. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I love the line with uh, with Wednesday. You know, um, it's okay to get a little wet. It's not the first time you've been a little wet. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, baby, the old man. I like it. <laughs> um, shadow. Okay, so you know, anytime shadow, the less clothing shadow has on the better. You know, Rick is a really good actor as it is, but you know, the less clothing he has on, the better his performance in my opinion. So I really oh didn't need him gosh. to put that jacket up and go upstairs to the roof. It was chilly. Uh, yeah, that just means that you can see the nipples better. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> it's going to be one of those podcast listeners. Hey, listen to him. <laughs> we oh, haven't even gotten to that part yet. I'm just saying, he's he's pre-gaming. I am. I am. It's very true. It's very true. But, uh, yeah, I... There's just so much about this show. It's... One of those shows you really do have to watch it more than once because there's all this stuff within the stuff within the stuff. And I was very glad that Shadow figured out a way to play on um, uh, to play on dudes um, okay, words, English language uh, to play on his pride in order to find a way to get out of the way of getting his head bashed in. Because that was going to make this a real short show. <laughs> yeah. And the show ends next episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and now five minutes of picking flowers. Five episodes of picking flowers. So ridiculous. <laughs> That's too much. Uh, Courtney, what about you? Um, the scene was really well done. I, I do agree that, um, like, the checkers thing was very much so, like, a whatever kind of thing. Like, it was necessary, I guess. But, um, um, I loved it when, um, Cloris, she was, like, brushing her hair, and he, like, walked in. And in that moment, and in the other one, where they're both standing, um, under the umbrella, and he kisses her, you could... I could, like, see her young again. It was the craziest thing. You got to, wet, like, too? See that. Oh, you're stupid. Get <laughs> but you could. You could, like, see her in her, like, youth. You were, like, so excited for her. And you could tell that she was, you could tell that she was, like, there, too. And I was like, aw, you're amazing. And I do love the scene when he was, like, going through and, like, going on the roof and just kind of, like, um, there, she she did a really good job. I'm not trying to say her last name like you're trying to say her last name. I'm just gonna say she was doing a good job because you already we everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yes, but she she <laughs> she did fantastic, and I do love like the innocence that she played on top of like you know that like um that like um goes away from like how everyone else is kind of like jaded and. I feel like they're, I think they're a very, um, 
broken from like the world and the two other sisters in my opinion it just seems like they've almost sheltered her in a way so that that way she can do her job the best at um of her ability and i really love i really like the way that it's um filmed that way it it's really well done okay good job and prince Alright, so the chess scene, that was kind of pointless. No one cares for it. Let's move on. Oh, Who cares? No one was paying attention. That's why I don't even know what board game they were playing. They could it have was been Monopoly. Goddamn, they could have been, exactly, they could have been playing Trouble for all I goddamn know. Trouble. Popped that little dice in the middle for all I know. I don't know. But I will say, um... What's it? What's it? Zora, Paprika, whatever her name is. Um, I like that. I like her. (laughs) I like her in that whole scene because I feel like that was like the eye opener, like the first kind of stage eye opener where, like, um, what's his name? Um, Shadow kind of was like, maybe kind of believe in this. Uh-huh. With Zora Paprika. Yeah, with Zora Paprika. Because, you know, she was just spicing shit up for him. She was opening oh shit up gosh. his eyes. And so, you know, he was like, shit, this shit might be real. And then, you know, he found that silver doll and he was like, oh shit, Sack of Joea? Oh shit, this shit's real. But he was like, nah, uh-huh. it's not real. He had to, like, pause for a second. Like, you know, when you, like, when something happened in your life and you're like, nah, that shit didn't happen. But it happened. It was like he one still of those doesn't ones. believe. I mean, yeah, was it like, Sacagawea yeah. or Susan B. Anthony? But it's the first oh, step. I, I see where I he's where, where he's coming from. It's the first step into him believing. Yeah, it's like the first like, season of happened. Once Upon a Time all over again. Pretty much. Yes, like... Once Upon a Time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at all for doing that. I'm no. so mad at whoever just did that. Once that was Derek time, and Prince. And you guys need to leave it alone. Mm, after this finale. But back to our thing. So burm, 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 burm. Right, we moved on from Paprika and we're going to go on to um, the other one. And um, What's her name? What, what, what was her name? It was like Zoila uh, Vaselina. I don't know. Vaselina. Vasqueta. So, um. Leechman. Like, yeah, Leechman, pretty much. We know. We know. So, you know, Leechman and Mr. Wednesday <laughs> we was straight macking. And I was like, yo, that shit's real. I was like, you know, it's always cute when, like, old people mac because, you know, that's how retirement homes are. So I was kind of like, yeah. And, you know, they kind of <laughs> had a thing before. <laughs> well, like, you know, retirement homes, old people mac. That's, like, what they he do. He just hangs out at retirement homes, guys, and watches old people kiss. Does that nah, make you wet? No, I work with old people. I just know. They get STDs like a motherfucker. Alright, but back to oh, buddy. <laughs> So, um, so they was macking and shit, and I was like, I'm all for it because you know, old people too. So then I remembered, like, you know, he was kind of talking all types of fine shit about her before, like she was one of his Johns back then. Like he was like, Oh, you know, she used to be like mad blonde and stuff like that. So I was like, Oh, they had a thing. And I know like when they first got there, he was trying to get her to come to the, the meeting spot. 
So I'm like, is he trying to con her into going to meeting spot by putting the flirts on her? Like, it made me like think. He's a con man. Like, you remember, he's like Joanne the Scammer. Like, we established that. He is like Joanne the Scammer. Is he trying to scam her by saying, like, you know, because, you know, if you tell a girl you love her, like, she does some stupid shit. So I'm like, yo, is he trying to scam her? I just think that she knows better. And she's going, if she wants to do it, she's going to do it. She literally sees what's going to happen. Like, in, mm-hmm. like, even, she even told him, like, this isn't going to end well for you. But at the same time, he's like, yeah, that's just today. It's fine. Like, that was clever to me. I was like, oh, my gosh. You just told this fortune teller that her fortune was only for today and that tomorrow it might change? Okay. You are clever. Good for and you. And that was another thing. When it, like, when it rained and shit, was that, like, mm. like, was that the Wednesday using his powers? The whole rain and thunder. I don't, like, I don't know I what, the, that's what, what that, that kiss was, was about. Well, yeah, that whole was... scene was weird. I mean, besides the fact that... um. That he was, like, trying... He was, like, using the storm to mean that war was coming. It, it was, like, more like a metaphor. So I I don't know if he created it. Uh, I would assume that maybe. And, uh, and that sort of led into their talk of um, the war. And basically her saying that he was going to fail. And which Whoa. led to... The line that Courtney liked, which is basically like, "Now well, that's my fortune for today. You know, that'll change tomorrow." And that's I right. have Zora Vaselina, whatever her name is. Yo, she's not ever be giving bad news. She be for telling everybody that they're gonna die. Like, yo, she ain't nobody to keep around. She does. Did- she tells everyone all the, the things that she does. They don't. They do want to hear. She never gives good fortune. She never gives bad fortune because no one wants to no, hear she it. She don't give bad fortune, but like she be like you know she be playing it like you know damn well I got a bad fortune, bitch. Stop lying to me. It will now. Well, to the people that she's to the people that she knows that she needs to do that to all the other people that she's trying to like get money from in a dollar here and there. She's just like, oh, you're gonna do so well in life. Good job, yay! And then now that the real people here, she's like, listen. Shit's about to go down, and you better be prepared for it. Yeah. Ugra, Does everyone no, else... Wait, go, go ahead. Uh, what were you saying, Derek? I, I said, oh, girl, no, you're not going to die from cancer. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> like, I know. that's... Exactly. Every freaking fortune has been like, yo, you're going to die, but, like, you know, kudos. Yeah. Does Good everyone night. else here know who Joanne the Scammer is? Yes. Yeah. Scammer. Yes. Derek, we will introduce you to Joanne the Scammer later. I, I know who Joanne the Scammer is. I was introduced very recently to Joanne the Scammer. I had to ask a young person because I had no idea. Well, you know, oh, oh, he didn't know how to, to spell it. To give uh, Derek just a little bit more incentive, Joanne the Scammer was a porno star before it was Joanne the Scammer. I heard oh, that. I didn't- that. Well, I did hear about that. That uh, leads us to our next scene. Segways. <laughs> before we go there, I do want to. Oh, you don't want to go there. I said before we go there, okay. I make an observation. Okay, I like because, observations. Because this is what happens when you treat these as more as just filler episodes. Oh, I think that's a read. Introduction. Um, 
every time Shadow is having an emotional moment, it rains. Mm. Like, You're right. I noticed like, oh that my too. Gosh. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so true. It may not have had anything to do with Mr. Winston. I like Maybe that. So, Derek, um, what would we do without you? Keep talking about filler episodes. I guess I don't know. <laughs> well, no, that would be, those would be some people. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm still gonna listen, I'm you can give me all that rain information, but guess what? I still don't know what the story's going with. So, I uh, still, still don't know what the story is. Oh Lord uh, Switzerland followed. Now let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> god damn. Okay. Oh, god. I'm on both sides, guys. <laughs> Y'all are too much. Okay, so somewhere in America, we meet a young man by the name of Salim. He is sitting inside a New York City waiting room, waiting patiently for a meeting that unfortunately never happened. He's a salesman from Oman, and he's been in the United States for a week, and he's peddling tourist tchotchkes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you could sense immediately that... Um, He's lonely and feeling out of place, and uh, as he leaves uh, the office that he's in, it's now nighttime, and... They had to wait that 14 motherfucking hours. I know, right? And it's pouring rain. I wonder if Shadow there. And uh, he hails a cab, and... uh, yeah, so he enters the cab, and he starts to strike up a conversation with the driver once he hears him speak his native tongue. And so uh, they talk about uh, basically home, and he says he spent some time in Oman, and they commiserate over their jobs, and how much they hate New York, and um, the uh, driver ends up nodding off in the middle of traffic because he had mentioned that he had been working a 30-hour shift and when uh, Salim wakes him up he uh, sees um, the driver's sunglasses had slipped that there are flames where his eyes should be and so Salim basically tells him you know I I I had heard of you before I have heard of Ifrit. Um, my grandmother had seen one, and Ifrit is a type of jinn. And um, at first, Salim is is a little afraid, but but he begins to talk. But once um, once the driver begins to talk about his life and his life as a jinn, um, Salim gets a little bit more comfortable. And uh, the jinn basically says, you know they know nothing about my people here they think all we do is grant wishes if i could grant a wish do you think i'd be driving a cab and uh once they arrive at salim's hotel salim gets out of the cab and um he ends up knocking on the passenger side window and and he he tells the jinn his room number and uh even though he had a new um what do you call it? Like a cab passenger? Fair. Fair, Fair. person. Um, 
he, I guess, turns her down because we see them together in the elevator and they head on up to Salim's hotel room. While they're waiting in the elevator, they end up holding hands. And so uh, we pick up in the hotel room. Uh, the djinn has taken a shower and uh, Salim and the djinn begin having sex. Although the genie, right before they start doing it, he goes, I do not grant wishes. And uh, and Salim says, you know, uh, oh, but you do, or something like that. And so Salim and uh, the djinn begin having sex. And at one point, I believe it's when the djinn is climaxing, they end up... <laughs> they... Courtney's excited. The whole scene was ridiculous! Oh gosh. Oh, Derek's gonna fight you in a moment. Oh. <laughs> I mean, in a good way. In a good way. Okay. So as the djinn starts climaxing, they end up being transported. Um, Derek calls it the virtual reality world. I would say they were taken to, I don't want to use the term astral plane, so let's say the celestial plane. And, um,. I'm assuming this is when he was orgasming because it seems as if the Jin's fiery essence <laughs> filled up. Salim. Oh. <laughs> you make this seem like this is so like, um more beautiful than what it really was. Like he just busted another one. Like let's just. Keep I'm going. mad at you! Don't do oh that! Oh my god! How dare you! Wow! You really just got. Hold up! Wow. We'll get into it in a moment. Hold up a second. We'll get into a moment. So, okay, so the next morning, Salim wakes up, and the djinn is gone, as are all of his things, except for the djinn's items, like his clothing and his taxi license. And um, so, although the djinn does not grant wishes, per what the djinn said, but uh, he did give Salim a new identity and a new life. And uh, Salim, dressed now in the djinn's clothing, enters the uh, cab and he looks at himself in the rearview mirror and says, I do not grant wishes. Now, for those eagle-eyed viewers, the djinn that we meet here is the same djinn that we met in the previous episode who agreed to join Wednesday on his quest to Wisconsin and... If you noticed, last episode, the djinn is wearing the suit that he swiped from Salim. Mm -hmm. Alright, so let's talk about Somewhere in America. Who wants it's to go first? Somewhere in America, it's in New York. I know, but who wants to go first? <laughs> I think Port should go first. Okay, so you can refute. Like, so you guys can rip me afterwards? Alright, well let's... A new one. Yes, terrible. Let me do this then. <clears throat> Time to put on this crown because you know I got to address these peasants real quick. All right. So this is how we does this. Yes, it was a more tasteful sex scene. But all I'm getting from this show is either penis gate or a vagina with no walls. This is all I've been getting. Damn. Like, can I breathe? Like, let me get myself together before you throw another sex scene at me. I get it. You're trying to make it tasteful. But guess what? It's still a sex scene in the end of the day. I hate to break it down to you guys. 
I will say it must have a different meaning to it because this whole gin situation and whatever. But all I'm getting from it is he hit it, gave homie a job, and took homie's suit. That's all I'm seeing. Just saying. The gin just pulled the trickster. And that's all I'm seeing so far is a bunch of tricksters from a Nazi, uh, Mr. Wednesday, to Mr. Hit It and Quit It, gin. Now, <laughs> I will say Mr. Gin was definitely packing. Good job, Mr. Gin. <laughs> Mr. Gin. <laughs> but other than that, all I see is a scammer. Another scammer. This looks like a bunch of scammers. Joanne, the scammers. Oh my gosh. Joanne, That's what I'm saying. I feel... Okay, so who would like to... Um... I want to go next. Okay, Courtney, I go. I disagree with him. I felt like this guy was completely down on his luck, and he... Like... I feel like that was so destiny for him because the, his grandmother saw him when she was younger and now he's seeing um, him. And the fact that he's like, he was supposed to meet him and he's gay and they slept together and it was more about like the whole passionate aspect of it. And I don't think that he just slept with him and gave him a job. I think that he, I feel like he made him uh, Jin as well because when he was looking into the mirror and he had the glasses on, he was like, I don't grant wishes and so forth and so on. So I feel like eventually he'll have, like, that for Like, regardless of what you think. Because I feel he did. I don't know. That, you made the scene just sound Courtney, like whatever. Courtney, I'm, I'm just it saying, Courtney, so I love your mind because it seems like there's a bunch of, like, you know, rainbows and unicorns and all kinds of butterflies just flutter around there. But what I'm just saying is, it looks like they all scammed each other. Like, he was like, I don't grant wishes. Gosh. I'm just saying, like, yeah, you know what I mean? He, said not, he's, he may not he, have granted wishes. He may not grant wishes, but he does give no, you No, I'm also talking about, what's his name? Salim? Salami? What's his name? Salim? Salim. Salim. Okay, whatever. All right. I think Salim is also a scammer because once he found out Homeboy was a gin, he was like, yo, here's my hotel room. Um, I'm pretty sure if he thought he was a regular degular cab driver from New York, no, he would have just so. um, passed that all along. No, because he already before, I feel like there was already something happening before that. Because he like put his hand on his shoulders and really wanted to wake him up. He was like, hey man, you need to wake up, like, like go. If anything, but he didn't. He like he like rested his hand on his shoulders, and then the uh, and then he placed his hand on top of his hand, and like he did. There was like this whole moment. They were, like yeah, okay, but you know, Courtney, it, I, you guess what, Courtney, 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 um, I'm bi, and guess what? Mm, um, <laughs> I've had some passionate sex with people I've never seen again afterwards. Um, it's That's sex. So I'm just saying. I feel like it's uh, the Prince taxi cab confession. I feel like you appreciate what he had because on it. I mean, that could. Ha That's not. The I feel like he really did. Like, regardless if he could have granted wishes or not, something like that could have easily have still happened because of the fact that he was going through a hard time. He literally just sat in a chair waiting for someone all day doing nothing else and that lady could have easily been like hey listen he's not gonna see you and so forth and so on and whatever can we she talk about how that lady could have told him yeah. at one o'clock that that man's not returning i would have been throwing she could easily have done that and she did it being a 
complete bitch and I was so pissed off at her. And she's like, you can't, you cannot um, make an in-person um, um, interview. Like, oh, that pissed to- me off. Like you had the building down with her in it. I was like, what? I was yeah, so no, mad. He- so- but when she, she has the fucking gall to ask, so why are you smiling? Like I know! I was like, because your life is miserable? Girl, I will slap you! Uh, anyway, on the other thing, I think that his whole life, was like, or his whole day was just kind of, like, ruined, and he was really trying to almost, in a sense, salvage it. And when he saw that that is who he was... And I, I think that he was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this. And yeah, you know, well, parent wishes. Yeah. Guess what? I feel like I still want to have this experience. Because he could have easily done... He could have easily went back up to his hotel and didn't do anything. And then he would have woke up the next morning not having a job, not having anything. I don't think he grants wishes, but he gives you what you need at that moment. And that's what he got. And okay. I liked it. Priscilla, Even- I, I'm, I'm going to save Derek for last. Say the best for last. <laughs> Thank you. Aw. And just... I just... I feel like it's debasing the, 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 the scene like a lot by, by saying it's just like any other sex scene. But there's also something special in saying it that way. And I, I'm going to explain myself. I will say it's tasteful. So I will agree with you on that. It's tasteful and it's a gay sex scene that that doesn't like automatically like go into like well protection is right there and like it it doesn't get into some like weird like nuances that we've seen like in other like we're barely getting to the point where we're seeing gay sex scenes like on tv and to see one just played out like so like almost romantically like like two two twains like meeting in the night but then like going up in separate directions like you said two twains i like that but like that's it's it's beautiful to me to finally see it played off like that like it it could have been a lot crasser and it wasn't and um apparently like a friend of mine went to a q a with uh, Brian Fuller and Neil Gaiman and with the two people like that that uh, ho- that was hosted by Glad and they said that um, the the Jin watched like a ton of gay porn called up gay friends to ask like how accurately per- portray like gay intercourse and he corrected like the the director on like sexual positions about it and like they they worked around like how big like the penis was actually going to be and like because the production designer like didn't even know like that what not everybody wants it to be like exactly 11 inches why and apparently like the two the two actors like knew each other like before that but they were just like grateful that they got to play middle eastern men who weren't terrorists or sidekicks and I remember, I remember writing all this shit down, and just being like, "Wow, like this is, this that was cool. That that that's it's new and innovative and like interesting. And I I, I like it. I like putting a little bit of magic, a, a, a spin on yeah, like that. See, okay, in that aspect, Priscilla, I can go for it. But once again, it's still a sex scene to me. Be- <laughs> looking past that, past the behind the actor aspect of it." And as the scene part, 
like in a TV show. I think it, I, 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 I get what you're going <laughs> oh, I Derek you, Derek. is ready. I, you. I, I just get so mad at saying that because I'm like, there was so much of everything in it. When they were in the elevator and he like grabbed his hand, but the way he grabbed his hand and like he, he went to like just give him a blowjob and he like, like rose head up and was like, no, we're going to like make out and you're going to be a mate. Like, I because just... the book, that's what it is. It, it's just the blowjob. Like that, there's no sex scene there. So, like th- the fact that they oh, they, they must have changed totally it for the tenth anniversary. It's totally changed. I mean, it <laughs> so they much changed better it than the anniversary because in the book on the in in the tenth anniversary version of the book, they do actually have sex. Oh, there's oh wait, there's different variations of this. There's a, yeah, the tenth anniversary has additional um, stuff. I guess I, I don't know the differences because i haven't really read about what the differences are but i'm i'm assuming it has extended scenes and probably some changes that's some cytology shit (laughs) okay okay eric well actually i want to go first before derek okay yes so i'm saving derek for the end because i know he's got a lot to go for my head so yeah he's got the he's got the hammer ready (laughs) and he doesn't need two swings So, okay, so I thought, I mean, I think all of the Somewhere in America scenes are beautifully done, and uh, it's great to see the show's interpretation of these various gods or godlike entities, and uh, I thought this scene in particular was really powerful, because, I mean, slowly but surely, uh, we've been seeing gay characters having sex in TV series, and... In recent years, as it has been happening, a lot of times it's sort of like hookups and that kind of thing. So to see two characters, I don't want to say that they were in love, but to see two characters have a love scene in which it was much more tender and uh, emotional and and bare and... uh, I'm going to say raw, but I don't mean it in that way. I mean, raw as far as, like, emotional, emotions and that kind of thing. I mean, it was stripped down. I mean, it was a very, like, tender love scene. And uh, I don't know what Prince was watching, but this is unique in uh, the modern-day television arena. I mean, we do have shows out there like How to Get Away with Murder and uh, Sense8 and that kind of thing. So maybe it isn't that surprising to see anymore, but to see two men of color have a scene like that on a major television series, uh, on a major network, is rare to see. And uh, it's kind of like what Priscilla was saying. It, it's it, it was a love scene that just happened to be between two men of color and... Uh, it's it was su- surprising but not surprising and it, it's good that it's no longer surprising and um it was refreshing because it was two men of color what did you think derek i was um, is it my turn now yes <laughs> oh you can oh, let it all hang out like the gin oh, i've taken my towel off oh my gosh <laughs> First, let's let, uh, okay. First, we're gonna talk about the fact that you, the, what you what you touched upon and what Priscilla touched upon. Um, 
never before have we had two Muslim men in a same sex sex scene before ever in in television ever because you have to remember their culture is not about this which then takes you back to the whole point of why this is more than just a hookup why this is more than just a scam this is more than just you know what he oh, got no. and I get that and I get the outside source of that I do I'm I get sorry. the bigger Excuse picture me. I'm sorry I'm, no I, I get that there I, all right um, <laughs> listen to Salim's story because it's not just that he sat in this man's office from 10:30 until six o'clock it's not just that. Uh, the secretary tells him that he's got to call to make an appointment. Bitch, I'm right here. Open the goddamn book and write in the goddamn appointment. It's not that it's raining outside and the cab splashes him. It is that this man's life is not the life that that he wants. He's married to he's married and clearly gay. But again, he comes from a culture that does not allow that. His stepbrother, who he works for, does not like him. And he has been sent to America, a place where he is unfamiliar with, to do this job that he doesn't even believe in. He, you know, he's, he's not having a good day. He's not having a good fucking life. And now he meets this other person who he later finds out is a more unique being, you know, that is kind of just as lonely and lost as he is. So yes, for that one night, the two of them get to share each other. They get to find comfort in each other. They get to take it to a higher plane with each other. They get to let down all their walls and everything and just, they get to be. And then... It turns out that this gen frees him from this life that he that 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 is crushing him. So, yeah, not really just the hit it and quit it scene. See, y'all had an art museum exhibit with this. See, I'm looking. Y'all like have feelings for these these characters. Like y'all really got to really meet these characters. I'm gonna tell you right now. I didn't really learn too much about these guys except from what they have from this discussion. So based on what I saw with the story and this whole American God story that I'm getting, not the bigger picture, not these, like, you know, this beautiful picture that you guys are painting, which I get, and I completely understand. I'm trying to talk about the American God's picture. I don't know these characters, and I don't know these characters way too well. From what I could tell from these characters, they both differ from what happened that night. And that's what I pointed out. And I understand that. But it, no, no, no. but I do get the overall bigger picture that you know what they were aiming with this scene, and I do get that, and it was you know really good. I just felt like maybe if there was more story, I would have appreciated that scene a little bit more. Like if I knew these characters a little bit more than this taxi ride. I no no no, and I and let me and let me say this, Prince. I I hear you. I hear you saying, but this is going to be one of those shows where the devil is in the details, where they are telling you all of these things that you need to know, 
But you have to pay attention to the details. There's no throwaway lines. There's no throwaway scenes. Things that are in the scene are vitally important because all of those things are clues to the story of what's going on. They're not going to give you a sheet of paper and say, here, this is it. This is what's happening. They're going to make you work for it. They're going to make you think about it. They're going to make you research. They're going to make you go back and watch that episode again because there's some shit in there that you need to check out. When we were talking last week about the teams following Shadow. Agreed. Agreed. And that is why my overall theme so far has been there's a bunch of scammers on this. Oh, that is why I say they are scammers because guess what? Mr. Wednesday's a scammer. Yes, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Shout Homeboy from the boat. Homeboy Nancy. from the boat class. Yes, scammer. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I, right I just now, don't I'm, think he was one of them. I no, I'm not saying I kind of felt like mm, I shouldn't have said they were full-blown scammers, but like I said, they benefited. They both benefited from this interaction. I kind of felt like, yes, the Jin, his whole job isn't to fulfill wishes, but I kind of feel like somehow, in a sense, Homeboy Salim's not a stupid boy, and he benefited from what he did and got his wish. Well, yeah, and that's what I was saying. It's not like he got... It's not about but, getting but what you, it, what you what? want. It's getting what you needed. And he needed a job, and he got it. He needed everything. So he, he needed, needed to be free. He, 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 he needed to be free from the life that was... But I also feel like the Jin had alternative motive as well, hence the fact that he took a suit. So like I said, in a sense, I, there's a common theme with these older gods and these older people... Actually, no, just these gods in general. They have, like, a scammer mentality. They want shit done their way. They all have, like, a little tricks in them. So I kind of feel like the djinn himself also has that common theme with the rest of these magical people. And that is why I said, to me, this is just a scam thing to me because I kind of feel like this it's a common theme. I don't completely disagree with you on that. Yeah, I don't disagree it, with it. Yeah, there's all... So, I mean, each one of them so when, I, when yeah. I brought it up as it's just a sex scene, I'm thinking of it just as in the sense of this story that's going on. They benefited somehow once they figured out who who was. Maybe not so the gin. But then you know what? He benefited by taking the suit because guess what? Some maybe for whatever reason he had his alternative motives. But it you know, at the time it was a beautiful moment. They had their moment. That was great, you know. But you know, people have that one when they stands anyways. It's a one it, it's a sex scene. People it, it's a sound artist. Like it, there's a common theme to me. And that was what I got from this. American Gods, the Joanne the Scammer life story. <laughs> I I get the feeling that we all like saw the same scene, but we're all just like kind of different interpretations, like the art. Yeah, we all. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Sure, for sure. Wait, and question: So, in the book, because you specifically said eleven inches, the penis is eleven inches in the book. Uh, no, like that that that's just what the production assistant was just kind of like, well, that's like the ideal penis, like, and we're gonna like do it this way, and apparently, like. A couple of the sex scenes, the way they portrayed it, like, 
the penis was gonna have to be kind of like hooked it was like they completely like had to research and do do that do their work like a little bit more once they got some like real intel (laughs) well there you go (laughs) yes all right (laughs) so back to wednesday and shadow so all right so mr wednesday has an idea and his idea is to rob a bank because why not and shadow is like i don't know about this because i'm not trying to get back into jail um wednesday tries tries to um calm him down from his freak out over going back to jail with some hot chocolate with marshmallows because who doesn't love marshmallows and um wednesday's like you're my bodyguard so that means you gotta guard my body and shadow's like not when you're robbing a bank and he's like well right now my body's not robbing a bank so guard my body and so as they prepare to rob the bank uh wednesday gives shadow an unusual task think of snow lots of snow and shadow's like huh? while wednesday is busy at uh, a kinkos type of place um shadow starts thinking about snow he sees ice crystals and big marshmallows and snowflakes and all that kind of stuff and when he looks outside the window there's like a full-blown storm brewing and actually wednesday wake him up because he's like hey you know we just want a little bit of snow. We don't need like a like a snowstorm. And um, while Shadow's trying to process all the snow that's outside, Wednesday is setting himself up for the bank robbery. So basically, what he's doing is he um, is sitting outside as uh, a uh, A1 Security Services employee, and he basically put up paper that the ATM isn't working, the Dropbox isn't working, and all that kind of stuff. And so he's collecting all of uh, the, um, the the money that was going to be placed into uh, the overnight bin, which is the, like, businesses and stuff that uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, put their money into the bank. And uh, Wednesday had tasked Shadow on writing down the uh, number that's on uh, the payphone that's across from there. And the reason why he wrote down the number is because that uh, number was um, placed on business cards. And so when an officer stops in front of AM and questions Wednesday, Wednesday provides the card and uh, the call goes to the payphone and shadow aka uh, the supervisor over at A1 security services ends up answering and basically is like oh you know it, it, it's fine we understand and all this kind of thing so while that's going on mad sweeney is passed out at the jack's crocodile bar and he gets kicked out by shotgun wielding jack and uh, Sweeney's luck continues to be unfortunate because he's uh, walking 
on a deserted, um, you know, on the side of a deserted road, and a um, a car pulls up and uh, picks up Matt Sweeney. Although Matt Sweeney was like, "You're not a rapist. You're not a murderer." And don't touch my knob and all this kind of stuff. And so Matt Sweeney tries to go to sleep as the car takes him to Wisconsin. And then all of a sudden, a pipe from the back of a truck that's in front of them gets loose. And the pipe goes right into the driver's head. And the EMT ends up saying, you know, it's some crazy bad luck, which prompts Sweeney to start rifling through his pockets. You know, all these gold coins start um, coming out, and he realizes that he's missing something. His luck. His lucky coin. And so he tracks down Wednesday and Shadow in Chicago, where he tells Shadow that he actually gave him the wrong gold coin, and... Uh, yeah, so Shadow doesn't seem that perturbed, and he tells him that he threw the coin away on top of Laura's grave. And so Sweeney heads on back to Eagle Point, Indiana, digs up Laura's grave, only to find that uh, the coin had seeped through the coffin, and the coin isn't there, and neither is Laura. And so when Shadow Moon checks into his hotel room that night, he finds a very much alive Laura Moon sitting on his bed. And she says, hi, puppy. So let's get into dun, it. Dun, dun. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Let's get into <laughs> it. Let's talk about Shadow and Snow, Mad Sweeney and the coin, and Laura popping up is that is the is the atm thing a legit thing do they have to do that in new york no i was Where like those people oh, they they went, they went in chicago. chicago my bad that i was i was w- like watching that whole scene and i'm like those people are so stupid i'm like you can't wait a day there is no way in god's green earth I would just hand somebody my money, regardless of how official they look on the street. In my head, I'd be like, not happening. I'll wait. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Like, there's, it's crazy. Here's the other, okay, so, so, so here's the other thing you have to remember. Nine out of ten times, the person that is that is dropping that money off is not the business owner. Yeah, that is even worse. That... I would well, a lot of people are gonna get fired. A lot of people get fired, girl. Because here's the thing: you have a receipt. Like I remember, I used to work in a movie theater, and we'd have to drop off money at a, you know, whoever the closing manager was. It was their job to drop off the money at the at the bank. But through the uh, this was back in the early '90s, so we'd have ATMs everywhere, and then at that point. Um, so you have to drop off the money in the night deposit box at the bank. Yeah, it better and, go in a box. I mean, say what I mean. I said it better go in a box. But, you know, I mean, two, it's two o'clock in the morning. I just want to get this shit done and over with so I go off. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I, I, I think yeah. night deposit boxes exist and, like, that, that you do, like, 
you're not you're not a tour thing like and neither are banks and you just want to get home so you're you're just gonna put the little deposit slip along with mm. your thing and then just put it inside of the night deposit box like it, it, uh, it makes sense like i i don't know it if does it's real, but it makes sense it no just, like, I, I get it it just it's stupid and i completely Dumb. agree with you that like why would you uh, why, why would you like trust this never wild old oh yeah <laughs> but you know what he was also talking to them like as you saw and he's so charming so you know he was just living his life and just <laughs> collecting that money he was uh i can't deal with him i every person that i saw walk by was like you're an idiot you're just as dumb as the next person. <laughs> but he was so official. He's so good. Ah, uh, so good. And snow, snow can make it snow. I'm like, man, Shadow can make it food? snow. Oh, Shadow. <laughs> I keep calling these people by random ass names. Shadow can make it snow. Like, that is fantastic. Can I'm you? like, I think he can. I, I really do. I think he's going to get like crazy powers because the the sister said like you don't believe now but you're going to and i feel like everyone in the show has just some random like random power and so i'm like you're you've got to get something if there's gonna be a war if something's gonna happen like that i i'm sure he's gonna get something I mean, that's just what I think. He got—he has to be, like, either super strong or have snow powers. Shadow's going to kill it. Mm. Well, Shadow definitely has some type of gifts because, in a sense, they're fighting for him. Yeah. The new gods they and are. the old gods. They're fighting yeah. to have him on their side. So, clearly, whatever power he has, it's whatever power it is to defeat the other group. Mm. Yeah, it's wor- it's worth it. We saw a lot of the old so, gods in this episode. Did you see that one moment where we saw one of the new gods? Yes. Um, I don't know which one. It was tech, Technical Boy. He was mm-hmm. like in the camera when they were on. Um, I thought going, that was the media. Uh, the bank. That was a woman's eye. Yeah, that it. sounded like, that looked like media. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. But, so media but, could be in security technical, cameras? Technical Boy looked like a little bitch, so it could have been him. <laughs> Well, I thought it was media damn. as well because she was it, the one who said that she like controls all the technology stuff. And I just, I just thought it because like the, the, those false lashes looked legit. Like they looked pretty. Exactly. Like yeah. I said, he, look, he looks like a little bitch. So I, I'm, oh I'm almost positive that was media. I but well. <laughs> in talking about that. Did you see the? Because again, I said before you have to. Look at some of the stuff. There was something else in that scene, I would call it. Nobody else noticed. What? Wait, what? In what scene? Okay, so when the camera is looking, the, the every time they go to the point of view of the camera looking at them in the bank, if you look off to the corner, there's a shadow of a man in a top hat. Ah, uh, you really pay hardcore attention. I know. I didn't see that, my brother. <laughs> Damn. Good for you. I didn't see that. I just saw the. I just noticed that the they paid way more attention to the cameras that they really should have, regardless of how many cameras um 
how many cameras are in there. You know yeah. he's being watched. You get it. Like, fine, whatever. But they were so detailed in it that they were like, oh, no, you really need to know that she is watching him and they've got eyes on him at all times. And I thought that was media. So I was like, oh, okay, I got it. But the top hat thing, okay, I got to go rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, from the, literally from the time they walk into the bank and the first time they show you the two of them on camera in the right top corner there's the silhouette of somebody in a top hat but now do you ever see him again who the guy in the top the hat? guy in the top hat yeah no because you can't make out who it is it's just a silhouette well that's what i'm saying if it's just a silhouette there i feel like they also in order for me to have wanted that to be something or to have thought it could have been something, I would have actually needed to see it again. Like, I would have been like, oh, th th there's that Top Hat guy. But then again, you right. paid more attention to it than I did. So since you paid more attention to it and they got me distracted by the cameras, I'm like, I would have had to see the Top Hat guy somewhere else too. I would have been like, oh my gosh, there he is again. Oh, no, when you go back, twice. When, when, you, when you go back and take a look at it, and again, you see it, when they show it from the point of view of showing Shadow and Wednesday on camera, yeah, show them on the bank cameras, mm -hmm. there's clearly some, whoever's in this room watching them, his silhouette is showing up on the screen that he's each watching. time, each time, each time. Oh yeah. wow! Okay, I did that. All right, I'll have to look at that again. My whole thing is with this whole leprechaun his coin can bring people back to life like what kind of luck is that you know how mad i would be if i lost that coin and then i died oh pissed mad as hell um, that was that what kind of leprechaun gets in the car with a strange creepy guy that looks like he's about to touch you we haven't we haven't like delineated specifically like what like what makes these gods live what makes them tick what makes them die so for all he knows like this guy could be just like an immortal person who does not give a shit like whether or not like the guy's oh. gonna want to like touch him or not because he he can't die listen yeah talk about some final destination death though and why you ask his aspirations on Scott Thompson? Oh, I really had to think back about this because, like, yo, like, I had to think back about that one time that I hitchhiked and I was like, wait, that oh was a my bad gosh. idea. Like, yo, thinking back on that shit, that was a bad idea. Like, you just shouldn't just get in a car with nobody. I watch ID a lot. He's not worried about nothing like that. He's a god. That's all he's thinking about. He's like, I'm about to he's take this. God. He's a well, well, at the moment, he doesn't care. And he's like, I he I'm going to take a quick nap. I'm going to get to what I need to get to. Yeah, he's 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 a member of mine, whatever the hell he is. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. He's 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 not worried about some mortal trying to he kill is. him. He is. Him. He is the fact, for a point. Well, my, I'm kind of, I'm, my thing is, it's, it's not even his looking bad on him. It's affecting just everybody else. The guy got a pull straight through the face. I'm like, oh, I fear that so that much. Is. Every time I draw a next to 
a truck that's holding anything like that. I always slow down and go around it because I'm like, I'm not about to die right today. I'm ever. not about to have a final destination. <laughs> Run for it. <laughs> it will not happen like that. I'm like, I'm not about to like that. You're out of your mind. But no. I think that I think that he's fine getting in the car, one. And I don't know, he's just like he's just a badass. Like he's not gonna care about anything. Like a scrawny little white guy trying to beat him up or whatever touch him. He's not doing nothing with that. He My doesn't gosh. care. He's he's just trying to get a ride. This just, is a bunch of adults making Pete a lot of PLCs. Poor life Yes, d- don't don't fucking hitchhike and don't pick up hitchhikers because weird yeah. shit like this can happen. <laughs> agree, you shouldn't pick them up, but see, at okay. the moment, see, and that's what happened. Karma happened. You got in there without the hitchhiker. Okay, so he didn't touch you, but then he died, and you guys almost crashed. That's what you get for getting in the car with a stranger. Wow. If they PLC, poor life choices. Sure he didn't. He wouldn't care. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have like died. You'd be like, okay, I'm hurt. That's too funny. Uh, Just an FYI, I did play back the scenes, and there is someone with a top hat on the, as Derek said, on the upper right-hand side of the screen. Dang, man, you are killing it. The fact that Derek, props to you. Derek, Derek, how big is your TV? Are you watching with a mic? Like, uh, how big is your TV? It's just the opposite. I use I watch the first time I watch it on TV, but any show that I need to review, I will watch it on my computer a second time. You want to know your thing? Because I just paused it after what I guess we're guessing now that it's media's eye. The the yeah. screen turns to black, and you see the silhouette on the right hand side, forest. and you see in a forest. Outdoor. Yeah, it's almost as if it looks like um, like they're like you know what if you like stand in front of your TV, you can see sort of like your silhouette type of thing. Oh yeah, like they're yeah, standing like, in like front you. of it, watching it, sort of. Wow, in a forest. Who the hell's in the forest? God damn it! Another introduction <laughs> episode. Introductions. They're like, what? Oh my gosh. Get everybody. <laughs> now the dude with the top hat in the forest, because you haven't met everybody else. God damn it. It was just That's Nancy fine. in a hat. That's all it was. Observing. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So, okay. So Laura Moon oh. is back. And now this is a major change from the book. How do we think she's back? Do we think she absorbed the coin? Is she now a living personification of the coin? Do we think the coin exists anymore? Coin, Laura, Laura, coin, what's going on? She's totally like... Lucky Charms. She's got the coin in her. Like, I I figure, like, it sunk into her body. Did you see, like, where it burned? Like, it was, like, right where, like, her chest would be? Yeah. I yeah. saw that. I do think the, the same sun. thing. It's the sun. It burns. Because shadow is the moon, and then she would be the sun. Like, I just feel like... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they were dating. I mean, they were... He's a hoe, and he is not. Yeah. Oh, my god. They were in a relationship. They... I, it's just too... Yeah, I feel like... Yeah. They're, She's alive. She's dead. 
and she might not she might not be alive still like she's probably i mean in my opinion Undead? like yeah like another being of some sort like even though her body's gone i don't think that she's i don't think she's of the world again like she used to be when she was alive because i i i don't know i wouldn't yeah. like that sweeney's gonna be so pissed <laughs> That's <laughs> it. He, he is because she's still lucky charms. Yeah. He, well, he gave it away. He did yeah. give it away. It's on fucking fault for being drunk. I know. Drunk and careless. What are you doing? What'd you know about PLC. that, Courtney? PLCs. Poor life choices. Poor choices. I don't drink, so I want to know about none of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. So before I get into our ancient god uh, spotlight, it has been announced on May 10th, 2017, it was announced that American Gods was renewed by stars yeah. for a second season. Yes. After two episodes. They knew since, like, before the first episode aired. They just waited. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get into our ancient god spotlight, and uh, tonight's spotlight is on the Jinn. The inspiration for the Jinn, as far as uh, on American Gods, is the Ifrits. The Ifrits are a class of Jinn in Middle Eastern mythology, and they're noted for being among the most powerful kind of Jinn. They aren't genies. They're known for being strong and impervious to mundane items like weapons. Ifrits are usually evil beings. For example, in The Fisherman and the Genie, a tale from Arabian Nights, a fisherman finds an Ifrit in a bottle. When the Ifrit appears, he is not about granting wishes. Instead, he asks the fisherman how he would like to die. And this is a quote from the story. Ask of me only what mode of death thou wilt die, and by what manner of slaughter shall I slay thee. So as far as just speaking about jinns in a broader sense, they're supernatural beings connected to demons. The Quran references jinn in its text in 1527. It specifically mentions the jinn being created from a smokeless, scorching fire. That origin gives them a certain kind of temperament. They're not reliable. They're accused of being genius and misleading. They can also take any form they wish, be it an animal, human, or a stone. In their natural state, Ifrits appear as winged creatures of smoke. Like other jinn, they can assume whatever look they wish, and could choose to live alongside other desert tribes. And uh, there's an interesting note. One Ifrit has a tie to the Queen of Sheba, who on American Gods is Bilquis. The Quran cites King Solomon asking for some to bring the Queen of Sheba's throne to him, and an Ifrit answers, and this is the translation of verses 38 to 39. Solomon said, O chiefs, which of you can bring to me her throne before they come to me in submission? 
one audacious among the jinn said, I will bring it to you before you rise up from your place. I have strength for it, and I am trusty. Very interesting. So, mm -hmm. so wait, I have a question. Yes. Um, so who was the djinn that was in um, Shadow's dream in the first episode? That was a buffalo with... Could... But it could, I mean, it could be a djinn. It could have been. You know what? You're absolutely right. See, look at Prince trying to be uh, a Derek. Uh <laughs> I don't know that. Okay. okay. That was a compliment. <laughs> that was yeah look at that you are absolutely okay. right after after yeah that after thinking about it because if if an ifrit can take the form of uh animals and uh the uh buffalo right is what it was if the buffalo's eyes were burning like a gin you're absolutely right prince look at you you get a uh, gold star you get a you get a Susan Pant silver dollar <laughs> all right so it's time for the mvp the most valuable player the character that impressed you the most and why the rule is simple if someone else names a character you must uh, name a different one so we will start off with priscilla um ah oh, this one's hard i thought i thought i was gonna go like third and i was gonna get like another chance to like think about it i for can a surprise bit. you sometimes yeah um I liked the the elder the, the the woman that died in the first like um look into America like coming to America that hurt yeah, I like like how sweet she was but yet how like frank I liked how dreamlike that entire like statement looked i liked how it was very much like dead like me yeah she's gonna be my mvp okay prince i'm gonna go with um what's his names what's her name which one are you talking about the the, the we all the, know who he's talking about or at least which yes, you do the group the zariahs oh. leechman not Oh, I was gonna go. I was gonna go with the Zarias, but I know someone's gonna go with that. I was gonna go with um Shadow's wife, the Lore Moon. Oh my yeah, god! You liked her for the oh, thirty seconds she was in. Gotta go with Lore Moon because you know what? In the end of the day, guess what? Somehow that hoe came back to life. Oh my so, god! You know what? I gotta give that bitch respect. And you know what? She showed up in the room like she didn't just suck his best friend's dick and die. Yes. Like, <laughs> Oh, so pet games, bitch. Like, yo, she came back. Like, <laughs> I'm giving it to that bitch because she's brave. She got bald. She got oh, bald wow. with her mouth. <laughs> like, in her mouth. That's oh what I'm saying. Like, God. that bitch bald. Like, yo, you didn't just die with this other dude's dick in your mouth, and you're gonna just sit up up in my hotel room and be like, "Hobby, like, what?" <laughs> Head <laughs> like that, like yo, that bitch got balls. I'm gonna give, I gotta give her props. She MVP. <laughs> Took five minutes, but that bitch, yo, MVP. Holy shit! <laughs> Has to say next week. Like, what do you have to say after puppy? What's your follow up? I gotta hear this. Wow. Oh wow. I got nothing. 
I know, yeah. but hopefully you got something because Derek, you're next. <laughs> I'm gonna surprise everybody. Oh. Uh, I know who we think I'm going to pick, but that's not who I'm going to pick. No. I'm going to actually pick Mr. Wednesday. Oh, plot twist. Plot <gasps> twist. The Mac. I thought you were going to pick and the Top Hat Man. No, and this is, here's why I'm picking Mr. Wednesday. Because Mr. Wednesday went in on Jesus. Oh, we completely forgot to talk about the Jesus moment. We did not talk about the multi Oh my gosh, you're Jesus so right. Oh yeah, dude. Black Jesus. Jesus. And he Jesus. That dude is actually a wetback. Yeah. Oh, I got him talking yeah, about how the Mexican Jesus crossed That's... over made me yeah. Yeah. Like, I was Oh, laughing. yeah. And Funny, at that okay. point, it was all about Mr. Wednesday for me. I am so sorry because I normally I would pick Celine, but yeah, once Mr. Wednesday got on his whole Jesus conversation, I was okay. Yeah, issue. One of my favorite lines of that conversation was, "Oh, you know, don't worry about him. He's doing very well for himself." Oh, <laughs> That's awesome. Very yes. true. Courtney. Your MVP and why? Um, my MVP is the Jin for sure. He, I think that whole moment, everything about from the time um, he induced was really well done. Even when they were speaking the language, like not only was it in English, like you got to see the words in their language behind the English subtext. And I was like, this is just beautiful. And the whole scene was fantastic. Even though it was like a one night thing, I just really, I really enjoyed it. I really thought that he was such a good, um, caring character out of like the whole, um, the whole episode, I felt like that his scene just brought such a um, a give. Even though a lot of people don't think that, some people don't think it. I think that it gave a really good <laughs> give. To I'm just saying, a give to the episode, and it was just really nice. I felt so happy for the guy, and throughout throughout all of the episodes. I really haven't, like, nothing really stood out to me for it to be, oh, wow, that was really nice of you to do that. Everything has just been kind of like, you're going to die. I'm taking from you. You're going to die. You just slept with somebody's husband, blah, blah, blah. And this whole scene was very caring and well done. And I was like, wow, you, even though you got something too, he got something as well. And you changed his life. And I love it. So, that was that's my MVP. Courtney's all nice, that's and like his shade I... sounds like a compliment. <laughs> I love it. Like, oh, that's so good. I can't. That was good. All right, I'm gonna give my MVP to Shadow Moon this episode, and the reason why is because he made it snow. Mm-hmm. Well, I. 
I'm going to actually go with Derek, and I'm going to say, I don't know if you really made it snow. Maybe Mr. Wednesday did something to think that he made it snow, to try to get him to believe. I don't know. Maybe he did make it snow. You see the way he dived in that marshmallow? He made it snow. <laughs> oh, gosh. But uh, I, I do agree that he has some sort of power, because uh, as it was mentioned, whenever he gets emotional, it does seem to rain. So he could have made it snow. But I like seeing his journey from... I don't want to say he's a believer, but certainly from non-believer to leaning towards believer. I think uh, Ricky Whittle is playing that really well, and I loved all his interplay with Wednesday and uh, and that scene with Mad Sweeney as well. So uh, Shadow Moon is my MVP. So it's time to rate the episode from 1 to 10 coins. The point system is allowed, and uh, if... Uh, you uh, deem this episode worthy of more than 10 you may grant it a golden coin but just know much like mad sweeney you aren't getting that coin back tonight (laughs) so we're going to let's spice it up and let's go in a different order so let's go with prince i'm gonna go with an eight We'll see who laughs. See, you guys always make it seem like I'm going to go on some evil shit. Nah, I'm going to give it an eight. <laughs> oh, I, I giggled. I snorted. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Eight so is there a reason why, there, why it's an eight? Okay, I'm going to say eight because I feel like I've gave way lower scores the past two, maybe... But I'm gonna say eight because it was better. It was a better episode. I enjoyed it a lot more. But once again, I still don't know what the fuck's going on. All I know is we got some paprika, we got Vaselina, we got like fucking shadow. We got this hoe that comes back from the dead. Like I, there's a bunch of characters, but I don't know where the hell we're going with this. Oh, I guess the only hint we got is we're going to war, but I don't really know who's fighting. So, eight. Maybe more, higher, when I figure out what the fuck's going on. Okay. Courtney? I am going to give the episode a ten. I know, I think I gave the last episode, like, a six or a seven. Um, and this, by far, was, like, the best episode that I've seen. Which, thank God, because it, ne- it is the third episode. So, I am going to give it a ten. It was really well done. I thought it was, like... I just thought it, it, out of all of them, it brought the most, even though it didn't bring what you wanted and like answer wise, but it still, it still delivered a lot. So I'm going to give it, um, and, and it did kind of, you kind of already know who's going to war. Like, you know who Mr. Wednesday is against and like, you know, who he wants on his team. So I'm going to give it a 10. Don't tell Prince. Listen. I don't think he's watching the same show watching. He's talking about how oh, they just had sex. He's really watching the Mindy Project. I really I'm think not... he is. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching a show. You clearly guys are going to an art exhibit and you guys are meeting a bunch of people I've never met before. Y'all like know these mofos. Well, Derek is watching it twice. So he is invested. He definitely, yeah, he, he knows them. That I had never seen before. I'm happy that he did that. I just... 
I just want you to like it as well, because, you know, you get on the same page. <laughs> that was another read. That is so good. <laughs> it really was. All right, Priscilla. Can I change it this 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 time and not give it the gold, but give it the silver coin? Considering, Ooh. like, it's lost. Because I loved, 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 loved this episode. I felt like it did new things in TV that I hadn't seen before with granted could be like said like it's, it's just another sex scene but it's just another sex scene twisted in a different new way i got to see like two people like who you'd never see like in a in a tv show like a year ago even like that are older than 40 kiss i got to see some really cool like interaction like final destination sort of like special effects on a TV budget, like this, this is some beautiful that that Egyptian stairway to heaven, and how like, just everything about this is just visually so appealing, and the stories themselves aren't boring. I think the most boring part probably was the end of the checkers. Even like that's not like that closes out a, a, a story and even then leaves it slightly open-ended because you don't know whether this guy's gonna honor what like his word is bond is at at that point like it this this episode just gave me everything i i wanted and therefore like it deserves the the special coin all right now so i'll go next and i agree with one of you <laughs> and that person is priscilla I'm, I'm I'm giving it a golden coin because I just pulled it out of Laura, and my golden coin, <laughs> my golden coin has oh. the shadow of a man with a top hat on it, and <laughs> the reason why I'm giving it the golden coin is for all the reasons that Priscilla said, and on top of that, for, like the characters and the acting and the interplay between the characters and the new characters we were introduced to and the return of like Mad Sweeney and the return of Laura and just the little comedy bits, the great bits about theology and faith, the effects. I just thought it was a beautifully done episode. It was just fantastic. So saved the best for last Derek, how would you rate this episode? I am going to give it the golden coin that I oh. pulled out of uh, bed oh. from the back. Oh. <laughs> he wow. fell asleep in my car. I get to do what I want. Um, That's when Derek dropped the towel. <laughs> I know. Oh, oh, Court, yeah, Courtney yeah, was there. Extra. I was like, <laughs> I was listening to him. I was like, where is he going with this? And then he said that. I was like, you just try to upstage somebody. You so bad. <laughs> That's why I don't have to worry about being on TV. I am. You are media. Um, oh. Yes. This, so this had... This had everything I needed in an episode of a show. I mean, it was funny. It was dramatic. It made me laugh, cry. It was better than Cats. I watched it again and again and again. There's little nods to the book. Um, for example, when Wednesday goes into the store to get the hot chocolate, 
And he, because again, it's very small. He hands the guy a dollar bill and the guy gives him back a 20 because there's a part in the book where he scams somebody into paying him for gas. And I guess that is not going to appear in it, appeared here. Um, it's just the whole bank robbing scam just kind of worked out and just the imagery of them driving the car off marshmallows and the, all the talk about Jesus and you know it just it it, it 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 there was nothing wasted here for me. Even the even the checkers game. I know the checkers game didn't really appeal to all people, but the checkers game to me was Shadow starting to figure out how to manipulate these gods. Um, cause I'm going to play on your ego now. Okay. Cause he got due to, to give him a second game by playing on his ego and his insecurities and showing that, you know, even these gods walk around with these insecurities cause he could have easily said, no, dude, I'm going to hit you in the head and it's going to be done. But I got all into his gray matter. It was like, yeah, but you know, you old and tired and everything and you know, you may not have the punch you used to have. Um, yeah, I, I I waited. You know, I've I've loved the the series from the beginning, but I held off on giving it a ten because I needed to needed the show to go up. I needed to give the give the show space to go up, and that is what happened this week. I like it, and I used my Shadow Moon powers. And I picked you guys in the right order from going to lowest to highest. Y'all just feel like trying to make me look like some bully or some shit like that. Like, <laughs> I'm not you. Think you, look, you were a bully. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Prince is the scammer. What? Prince just has clearly, this is my thing. Prince has clearly, just from some of the things he said, Prince has clearly had a life and I am real interested in hearing about it at some point. Mm-hmm. I just sometimes at one time in life was like these characters. I made PLCs. I made poor life choices. I just learned from them. That's all. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. to get in cars with strangers. Not to hitchhike. Not a good idea. You just don't do stuff no more. Don't let a hoe. <laughs> oh, and this show taught me stuff too. Like, don't give or receive head while driving if you're married. <laughs> Don't give your coins to hoes because they'll right. probably come back to life. Right? Because they'll come back to life. Hoes oh love winning. Oh my god. Yes. Well, on, scammers. well, on those <laughs> lovely life lessons, join us next time for a brand new installment of Gifts from the Gods. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Gifts from the Gods and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash gifts from the gods. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, 
or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. Co-hosts, wish listeners a good night and any additional life lessons. Um, deuces, guys. And like I said, watch out for the coins, watch out for them hosts, and watch out for them scammers. Wishes do come true. I agree. Wishes do come true, guys. Don't listen to nobody. <laughs> let it snow. Let it snow. And look out for the wolf in the road. He might bite you. Oh my. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Gifts from the Gods every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chula Radio Archives. Good night. <laughs>